Let's go, y'all. Hi everyone, yet another episode of Arch Conversations 3.0 and Holly is our season concluder. Very early this morning, we are at our location sponsor Supernature with Holly and we're here to talk about body issues today. Mm. Um, I've known Holly since she was probably 16, part-timing at a retail store and that's how we met. And how old are you now? I don't even know. I'm 31 this year. Oh my gosh. I've known her half a life. It's not even a joke. Like, it's quite... Okay. But we don't really keep in constant contact. It's not like we're... Like, okay, we're not, not friends. Put it the wrong way. Um, but we've never really, like, stayed in touch. Mm. But through social media, um, reconnected, have been watching her growth. So I thought she would be very fitting to talk about this issue we have today. Because... I have had body image issues. I think I'm still battling some of those issues and she has had some of those issues. So we came together today to talk about body image issues and how to possibly get over them. Holly, do you want to give a brief introduction about who you are today? Yeah, sure. And what you're doing? Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Holly. So I have a company called Holly Lihua and what we do is energetic wellness. So it's wellness and spirituality combined uh, to really get you to your optimal level of living. When you say spiritual wellness, what do you mean though? Mm, so part of it is, yeah, you know, the wellness aspect, but a lot of it is energy as well, you know, like how energy works, how that really affects what you're doing. So more than just like what you're doing on the outside, but how what you are doing has a effect on how you're feeling, how, you know, um, things are working for you in the realm where you can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. So now let's rewind all the way back to when I had first met you. I remember Holly and she was the prettiest girl. She's still a very pretty girl, but she was the prettiest girl at that time in our, in, in, amongst the people we hung out with. And we've always said, oh, Holly, like, all the boys are going to come up to you and this and that. But to us, she was really pretty. But how were you feeling about yourself at that time? Mm. So how I was feeling is I felt you guys were all really pretty. And I felt like, oh my gosh, you guys are the cool girls. You know, I am so shy. I don't feel like I am confident, you know, and I felt like the only thing that made me feel proud about myself was being able to lose weight. Okay. Yeah. And I remember, I don't even know why I remember, but very distinctly, that she would, on her break time, she would go to the Coast Orange, buy like one of those sushi maki rolls and uh, a Coke. And that's all she had. You know, I don't remember that. I remember wow. that. And that was when you got that tattoo as well. Okay, surrender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, that's all she ate. I was like, how do you survive? And they like, yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. So I think on the outside, you gave people the feeling of more like, I didn't feel like she had body image issues until much later when she posted on social media. Mm. But you give people the idea that, okay, I'm this rebel. I'm mm. an anarchist. Mm. I just want to go against the flow. This is who I am. This is what I want to eat. Mm. But how were you actually battling? Like, what were the thoughts in your head to make you feel like you're not good enough and mm. and how do you actually try to lose weight at that time like okay. the unhealthy version right so it actually started a, a bit further back when I used to do ballet when I was growing up so I was a bit more muscular you know like than the average Singaporean girl yeah and I remember like a few of my friends were like oh you have like men arms and I used to get that a lot so that was something that kind of you know triggered something in my mind that said I'm not right yeah. There's something about me that's broken. I need to fix it. Yeah. So yeah, I started, you know, reading fashion magazines, getting thin inspiration. 
um, started dieting. So I think what was going through my mind was if I lose weight, then I fit in yep. with the masses, then I'd be good enough. Yeah. And I think whenever I was around other people, that was perpetually the the thought that was running through my mind. If only I could change myself, then I'll be good enough to fit in with everyone else. Yeah. yeah. And how much did you actually eat or what do you try to do to try and cut that weight out? It was really it was really different. So my mom was actually really into a lot of different like spiritual detoxes where, you know, you literally like drink water for days. So in my mind, when I first embarked on that kind of thing, it felt like it was a spiritual thing. But very quickly, it morphed into something that was, of course, re really unhealthy. But yeah, you know, like my mom would do water fast or just like vegetable fast and I would join in. Yeah. And at that time, did you think it was right or did you join just because you also had this mindset of wanting to fit into losing weight and being in that, that within with everyone? Kind yeah, of it, kind of, it kind of seemed like something that was all in one. I was like, oh, great. So I can go on some sort of like spiritual fast so I can, I can get spiritual, but at the same time, I can lose weight and fit in. I was like, wow, it sounds like the perfect combination. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, at, when I was a lot younger, I don't, I don't remember the timeline, okay? I'm like 37, so not like her. It's not like I don't even know the timeline, but um, I'm sure a lot of women, if not all women, have body image issues at some point in our lives. And uh, as a kid, I was very active, so I used to be very skinny, and then going to secondary school, puberty, and mm -hmm. I got lazy and didn't work out, and then I put on a lot of weight, and then you get stretch marks, and then you get acne. Yeah. So it was all these things that combined that made me feel like, and like you said, you watch TV, you see fashion magazines, and I think in the time of the 90s and the 2000s, it was all about being skinny. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. it's not like now where you're like, everybody's like accepted. Yeah. Everyone is beautiful. So at the point of time, if you were not in that, like she said, in that little bubble, you don't feel like you're 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 inclu included. And I used to have back acne, I used to have face acne. So it's like, oh, I, I must wear covered t-shirts. Mm. You know, I must cover up all my, my scars and whatnot. Um, and it took me a long while before I felt very comfortable in my skin today. Mm -hmm. So um, I would also have weight issues where I felt like I had to diet or I would read like, um, what's that word? Anorexia, like blogs Oh yeah, time. those were big. Yeah. yeah, so I was reading those blogs and yeah. they would tell you like, before, if, even if it's eat with your friends, I remember this so well. How can I remember this? I was so young. Even if you eat, go out and eat with your friends, have two big glasses of water before you start your meal. Mm. So that they will not question why you're full. Yeah. And, and they don't see it. Um, and I've never went to bulimia, I didn't go in that extreme direction, but um, it hit me pretty hard to try and like be that thin person that I could never be because I know now that my body is like more curvy mm -hmm. than most Singaporean girls mm -hmm. and um, I will always be like this yeah. no matter how much I exercise and whatnot. So do you want to talk about how that, how you shifted out of that phase Mm. and not into who you are today because obviously there was like yeah. a lot in between but from that to like okay well this is not healthy mm. how do I move on right so I feel like the process for me was really really painful because for as long as I could hang on to being really thin I did mm -hmm. but it reached a point where my body just got really hungry right like it's kind of like natural where your body just reaches a point where it breaks and so I started like binging on like ridiculously huge amounts of food uh, very, very frequently. Was and this when you were in the U.S.? It was, I was actually here right before I moved to the U.S. Okay. and it carried on when I moved to the U.S. and yeah. it got to a point where I just couldn't stop eating. Like, all I wanted to do was eat. I remember um, there was a 
period of time on her social media that like she would post eating videos. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And it was so cute. Like she had this like weekly thing, was it or something I like think that? So yeah. And then there was a tight there was a name for it she gave herself and she would just be eating it's almost like a mukbang like but before the mukbang time. Yeah. Right? And it was so funny because she was just be eating all this like junk or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so that was kind of the phase I went through. Yeah. And I remember I, I gained a significant amount of weight, you know, because I was so skinny. So yeah. I gained, like, when I started to gain weight, my body just, like, took everything on. Yeah. And before I left Singapore, you know, I think it's a cultural thing where people here are not so sensitive, where they'd be like, oh, hey, you've gained a lot of weight. Oh, you're so fat now, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and it felt like I couldn't do, I felt out of control. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I first got into acceptance. I was like, okay, I feel like I'm so powerless. You know, I feel like maybe this is my body. Maybe I just need to accept it. Yep. And I feel like that was the first step into... And when was this? This was post coming back from US or while you're still studying there? Um, it was when I first got there. Okay. Yeah, and I was like binging like crazy. But I was like, you know, I think I just need to accept myself. Yeah. It was my sister who actually told me, she was like, hey, you know, if you can't accept yourself at like your most unacceptable, like you're never going to accept yourself. Yep. So yeah, I decided, okay, I really need to work on this. And I feel like that was the first step that kind of helped me to move in the healthier direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was when you first went to the US. And yeah. then when you come back, I was still, you were not into this whole like holistic coaching thing yet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and then how do you choose to go in this path? Because obviously at that time after you come back from school, you have a job yeah. um, in a normal like corporate situation. Yeah. And what made you take the leap of faith and mm-hmm. go into this whole like coaching thing? Okay, so when I first moved back to Singapore, I went to a really, really super stressful job. I don't even know what I was doing there, but I felt like, you know, it was like the esteemable thing to do. Yeah. And during that time, I started binging again because I was like really stressed. Um, And then I realized that, you know, I needed to put myself first if I want to be productive at work. So I actually like really took a step back from work and I, you know, prioritized my self-care and I realized how it made me so much more productive. And so I thought... In my mind, I was like, oh, I'd love to start, like, a wellness business, but let me work on myself first so I really, like, embody it. So I spent, like, a few years, like, really practicing it and, you know, like, making wellness, like, the center of my life. And then I felt like, okay, I feel like I've done it enough on myself where I'm able to guide other people through this journey. Did you go through any kind of course? I did, yeah. So I took a course um, at a school called IIN, Integrative Nutrition, yeah. Yeah. She had to think about it. Yeah, I forgot the, the course name. <laughs> um, okay, so let's come to the now then. So yeah. how do you feel like this approach has helped you? And how do you think it can help people? So now we're talking about her business right mm. now. So for me, I feel like there are two aspects. So firstly, I feel like what I was dealing with was, I call it food addiction. I don't know if everyone resonates with that. Maybe it's just addictive foods. But I felt like for a long time, uh, like the first, the first layer was like the addictive foods where I was really like, you know, highly palatable foods where yeah. I felt like I couldn't stop eating. So what I did for that was start to eat more um, foods from the earth, you know, like natural fruit, foods, fruits, vegetables. So that was the first step. But I realized underlying that was still emotional eating. So yep. I could be eating really healthy, but I could be overeating on healthy foods because I was eating for emotional reasons. So I yes. needed to like battle both. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for my clients, what I do is first I help them to, 
you know, like eat foods that are not addictive because no one wants to overeat on like apples, right? Yeah. And kale. Nuts. Yeah, exactly. And then later on, um, kind of working on the emotional part of things, you know, like why, why am I, why am I using food instead of, you know, doing the project I need to do right now? Yeah. Yeah. Or getting on that difficult call. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, would you like give us an easy breakdown for um, anyone out there to follow like a type of like food diet regimen? Do you have one or... It really depends. Okay. It really depends on my clients because of course if they have like eating disorder backgrounds and it's very different then it's like, you know, um, honestly I feel like I don't make it too complex where it's like, you know, eat from the earth. If it's from the earth, it's good for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, And don't have too many restrictions around that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, if someone, you know, comes from a different place where they want to lose weight, then I help them around that as well. But not from a point of restriction, but from a point of, like, abundance. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so for me, right, I've always had, I think, eating issues in terms of, okay, so if I look at the weighing scale and I put on, like, three kilos, I'll be like, yeah. oh, shit. I don't question if I put on the weight through my workout. If I don't question if it's muscle or fat. Yeah. I just look at the scale and I'm like, okay, I put on weight. I need to get rid of it. Yeah. Then I'll go on this extreme diet of like, I'll have a slice of bread with cheese on it. Yeah. As my team member here knows, because I would, I would do it for like three months. Yeah. And then when the weight got off, I was like, okay, I'm happy now. I can mm. go back to normal mm. eating. And I don't think that's the right way. I mean, no, I know that that's not the right way. Yeah. Right? And to the point right now where I think in this current time, I'm the most comfortable in being my own skin but even then I'm still not very comfortable because when I look in the mirror I still judge myself yeah and I think that's a very big issue that I would like to address here like if you look in the mirror and you're the first judge of yourself how is anyone like you said gonna accept you because you have never accepted yourself so it's actually a work in progress like a day-to-day thing that I try to really tell myself like well you've had a baby you put your body Mm. through that you know you put your body through a lot of alcohol binging and um all that stuff in the past yeah and you're very lucky that it's still intact yeah and that's the first thing i tell myself and then beyond that it's like you know well as long as i fit in my clothes i'm okay it's not so bad yeah so what if you put on another two kilos so okay correct me if wrong so this is how for me Mm -hmm. this is how i try to eat well um so i do breakfast um, with coffee, a small one, and then I do lunch, and then dinner, right? But I try to do less carbs, mm. thinking that carbs equals weight. Mm. Is that the right way or, or no? From my perspective, yeah. I don't believe so, because, you know, I believe as long as you're eating enough for your body, or, you know, like, let's say you're going to lose weight, right? You're eating in a calorie deficit. doesn't matter if you're eating all carbs or all fat. If you're eating in a calorie deficit, like you will lose weight. Mm-hmm. And if you're eating more than your body needs, regardless, it could be all really healthy, but if you're overeating on healthy food, like your body will still gain weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think it makes you feel so differently. There, sorry, question. There's yeah. also such a thing as overeating healthily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think there is such a thing as overeating healthily because I've personally been through phases where I was just you know, emotional eating on healthy foods. And yeah, like my body did change versus when I was eating enough for me. Okay. So talking about emotional eating, I think almost everyone, not even female, like male, female, everyone goes through yeah. any kind of like that phase. If you're stressed out or you go through a breakup or even when you're really happy, you're celebrating New Year's and you feel like, especially Christmas time, right? So during that time, I think everyone's going through this celebratory season and let's eat. Yeah. Let's feast. Um, 
how do you curb that though? Like if you have to go to like a party, a birthday, or whatever, yeah. And every everyone is like, well, let's feast, you know, let's eat. And then yeah. how do you go like, well, I think I need to balance out emotional eating. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I think firstly, so one thing I've learned recently actually mm-hmm. from someone I worked with was that you know this person brought it up that like we're all emotional eaters, like to some to, to some degree. Yep. But it's rather like how can I do it in a way that. Um, is not hurtful. So I think a big part is like mindset work, you know, like telling myself, okay, I'm going to this party and this party is about social, right? It's about me connecting with other people and that's my focus. Like the food is secondary. The food is like part of the fun, but it's not like the main thing. So how can I eat in a way where I feel good? You know, like I leave the party like feeling really good and not like icky yeah. because I used food in a way that was indulgent rather than, you know, nourishment. Yeah. Yeah. What if, like, there are people who just love how they feel from eating, mm. like, gunky foods? Right. And yet still complaining about the weight gain or, like, the weight or, like, the unhappiness of how they look? Mm. I mean, from my perspective, I feel like it's kind of a choice, you know? Like, okay, like, you know, you make a decision. Either that is the path that you feel like is right for you right now. If it is, that's okay. You know, maybe another time in your life will come where you're like, hey, you know, I think I am ready to kind of you know, take a step back and just, you know, ease in a bit with change my food a little bit. But for now, maybe it's not the right time. Because yeah. I think there's a right timing for everything. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like sometimes people have this big thing that happens in their life and this that push. So yeah. it could be like a form of disease. It could yeah. come in the form of like for her stress or just feeling like, you know, I'm just done with everyone's judgment. Yeah. Um, and if, if push comes to shove, you go to that point, then come and see Holly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, actually for me, now that you mentioned that, I yeah. had a health issue. So I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called PMDD. It's like a very no, intense form of PMS where like oh, okay. every month I would feel like suicidal. Okay. And it would like literally switch from me being this person. I would go through like two weeks where I'll be like suicidal, oh hot flashes, depressed. Crazy. And I was like on so many medications and I was yeah. sent to so many psychiatrists. Yeah. Um, and then I discovered like, you know, natural healing, like from raw foods. Yeah and other detox protocols. And so at first I was like apprehensive. I was like, I don't know if I want to like, you know, go in that deep in the healthy part of life. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then I kind of I wanted... How healthy is healthy. Yeah, exactly, right? But I kind of wanted to not be on medication. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my big why. Yeah. And I feel like that's how, you know, like my life changed. And now it's easy because I had like a big big motivation factor yeah yeah okay so for me i've noticed someone in my life it'll be my dad because he had diabetes he had cancer and then he really changed his entire diet he really listens to his doctor if the doctor says like he's like well is food healthy he's like yeah it's healthy but for you because you have diabetes you have to eat um think about it like not southeast asian fruit but more like uh fruit that are sour sour type Mm. foods are all okay Mm. um so that you don't get in all that sugar so he started doing that he started eating oats he started he still eats his local fare. You know, he cannot get rid of his local fare. Yeah. But he changed so much from how he used to eat in terms of adding this kind of, like, what she said, earth-type foods into his life that he lost, like, 10 kilos just very healthily by walks every day, yeah. not anything crazy. And, like, this diet where he feels nourished and healthy, but he lost all this weight. And guess what? His diabetes marker went down to, like, almost nothing now. Mm. So I do believe in your diet making that direct impact on your entire life he looks glowing he's got energy and all that stuff where he didn't have before um and for him it took about i think a year before he finally set into this newfound diet where like okay 
this is how I eat now. Yeah. I'm actually comfortable and happy eating this way. Yeah. How long did it take for you or any one of your clients? Like, like what's the usual amount of time? Because I don't want people to think that, okay, I'm going to listen to this podcast and think like, let me try this. Yeah. Three weeks later, ah, it's not working for me. Yeah. You know? So how yeah. long does it actually take that transitional phase before you really adopt that diet or that new you? Mm. I mean, personally, it took me years. It took yeah. me years of really like, you know, experimenting where I would like try eating vegan for a while and it wouldn't work or, you know, just tweaking different things. But I feel like for me, it took like three years before it really became part of my identity. So I think just to like really take it easy and not have like expectations like, oh, in a month, I'm going to be yeah. eating really well. Like, yeah. I think that's kind of unrealistic. Yeah, very yeah. unrealistic. Because you know what, whatever age you are, it took you 20 to 30 years to get here. Yeah. And it's like that amount of years of that habitual eating or being lazy and not working out, mm -hmm. always bringing the workout factor. And you can't expect your lifestyle to change in like a matter of even months. I feel like yeah. I've been working out since I was 28 and I'm 37. It's almost been 10 years. And there are still days where I'm lazy and I take two days off. And that's okay. But I feel like that discipline mm -hmm. to stick with something, whatever you believe that is on a path that is better for your body, mm. if you take it and you just have that discipline, I'm sure you had days where, oh, I'm too lazy. I just want to have McDonald's or like just something else. Do you even eat McDonald's now? No. <laughs> well, there might be days where you feel like, you know, that emotional part of it, that trigger. Yeah. And it's up to you whether you say yes or no. Yeah. For me, I just had McDonald's yesterday. <laughs> My partner loves that. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so it's not about being this crazy A1 person where it's all or nothing. Mm. If you can get to a point in, in Holly's life where she, this is her life now. Yeah. This is what she really believes in. And for me, my life is trying to be as healthy as I can for my partner and my daughter mm. and my family Yeah, and work out, have a bit of workout regime and try to eat a bit healthier than I always have in my whole life. Because I used to, I could be able, like I totally identify with her because there was a period of my life when she said she was overeating. Yeah. I could have like a whole Oreo an Oreo like thing a day and Tim Tams and that's it. Yeah. Or like a jar of Nutella with bread and that's it. So it was like really dark times. I would consider them dark times. Yeah. And now um find your own balance, mm -hmm. I would say, in this holistic approach in life. But of course like if you need any prompts or guidance, come to Holly. Not just because she's pretty, um but because I, I, I have seen her journey through half her life. I feel like a mom. Yeah, I can't believe it's been half my life. <laughs> Not that we, we mentioned yeah. it to It's kind of crazy. I've known her half her life. Um, and we've not been in constant contact. But thanks to social media, you can kind of see or I vibe really well and can vibe with how she's growing emotionally or like even in this way um, in terms of her path. And... It's not easy getting here. Mm. But if you have any issues and you want to try, reach out to her. Because what, from what I see and what I feel, it's very real. The person, the person that she is today is as real as it gets. You know, I've seen her through that phase of that being that punk kid, having like all the tattoos, <laughs> although I still have a lot of tattoos. I'm not judging. I want more. Yeah, being that punk kid, like, you know, being that rebel, and then going to America, no, going to MTV first being that host, doing that job, deciding it was, what it's not for her, going to America to study, coming back, mm -hmm. finding that corporate job is not for her. So, I mean, it's been like yeah. this. Yeah. It was not like this to where she is today. Yeah. And I guess what a life, correct me if I'm wrong again, mm -hmm. what a life coach is for you is 
to be that the guiding angelic voice that goes like, hey, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. Well, I'm here. If you need the help, I'll nudge you in the right direction. I'll put you there. Um, so if you have any questions that you might have, I'm sure almost everyone has issues like that. Reach out to Holly and how does how do can people reach out to you or your company? Okay, so my website is under Reno, so it's not up right now, but yeah. you can reach out to me on Instagram for now. I think that's probably the best way. And you have, yeah. to, you have to speak out your handle. Okay, it's at Holly Lihua. She's like, add, yeah, add Holly. Well, I guess I will have to put it here for you then. <laughs> she didn't spell it out. Okay, I'll I'll put oh, it out for you. Spell it out. No, no, it's fine. Okay. I'll put it out for okay. you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if just to put it out there for people, how do they come about a consult? Mm. Is it gonna be expensive? Like, what's the range? Mm. So right now, my work is actually tailored to entrepreneurs. So, you know, helping them to really embody more ease and flow. But if you're interested, you know, you're just someone who wants to lose weight, reach out to me and we can figure something out. Okay. Yeah. That's cool enough. Yeah. Is there any advice that you might have for teens or your younger self? Mm-hmm. What would you tell that person going through all of that, mm. knowing what you know today? Yeah, I think just not to be so hard on yourself, you know. Like, we take ourselves so seriously and we feel like we need to figure everything out and be so perfect at such a young age when life is long. There's so much time to... There's so much time... (laughs) I've never heard that one. (laughs) I've only heard life is short. I know. Life is long. (laughs) There's so much time to get it right, I guess, you know, to find out what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree to a certain extent what she just said because I feel like... Except the life is long part. Except the life is long part. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, because I feel like when you're younger I feel like this is who I was before at 24, 25 you feel like you're the oldest and you're so mature and you're so wise and you know everything and um, you don't Mm -hmm. and it's the time it's it's the point where you unravel that you pull that string and go like well you know what I really don't know anything even if you're very well versed in one thing for example I've always taken photography quite seriously I don't know everything about photography I don't know you know like every single like setting or studio setting there is so there's always something to learn and when it comes to self even more so because if you look in that mirror and all you're seeing is oh my hair's ugly today I've got eyebags like that pimple you know this fat lump is still here then how are you going to be happy you can follow all the inspirational type Instagram or like any kind of social media or listen to all that podcast out there that tells you to oh these are the five steps to be better or yeah. get there but if you don't even look in the mirror except yourself or think that there's room for improvement then there's none yeah, yeah. absolutely so in conclusion do you want to give like three simple tips on how to get there yeah sure so yeah. I think the first one which has been so powerful for me is positive affirmations, like, you know, literally looking in the mirror and telling yourself, like, hey, like, I love you and I accept you, and it's kind of awkward at first, but... Talking, it, talking to yourself is my forte. Yeah, but it, actually, but it really works. Yeah. Yeah. I always say you are your best companion. Yeah. Because you have stuck with yourself for the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then the next one I'd say is... Um, easing into wellness where you know you make little tweaks like maybe in the morning maybe instead of having like your sugary cereal maybe you have a bowl of fruit and maybe that's it and you know that's enough that's good enough and then the third one I think is rest because I feel like you know we live in such a go 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 society Mm -hmm. it's so important for you to sleep take it easy because that affects how you feel your hunger levels you know the kind of food you gravitate towards so yeah make sure you just rest 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 
I'm I feel so much for that because now I sleep at nine thirty. Yeah, me too. Like latest, yeah, latest. If I'm binge watching a show, ten thirty, eleven o'clock. I'm like, okay, time to. Go to bed. Yeah, I know. yeah. And I get up at like seven, seven thirty, latest eight every day, and it's a lot of sleep. Yeah, right. I mean, nine thirty, eight, seven is a lot of sleep, and I feel good. Yeah, and I also want to add to that point. I drink a lot of water now. Oh yeah, me compared too. to the past, where it's like bubble tea or like some kind of some form mm. of like drink now it's like I just drink a lot a lot of water and I and I drink this filtered water filter system filtrator system I have at home that filters out carbons and like whatever um, alkaline and stuff like that and I do feel the difference mm-hmm. for workouts I feel like it really helps with like recovery or like even like gut health and stuff like that just water you know yeah. something so simple like yeah. that to feed yourself of course, nobody, not everyone has access to that type of water. But in general, if you drink more water I, and sleep enough, yeah. I do believe that you would get a jolt of energy or some. You would definitely feel something different. If maybe a bowl of fruit or oats or trying to put it put on like three salad meals a week is hard, mm. at least try to get sleep and water in yeah. for a good three weeks to a month and then see how that makes you feel. And if you feel different, then... Come back to us. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're yeah, not... it's like simple tweaks, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, just make little small things in your life change, and accept yourself. I agree with everything she says because you're only as beautiful as you feel, and we're not as beauty beautiful as what every magazine makes out the models to be. But um, just accept yourself. I feel like your beauty standards should be defined by your confidence, mm. and something that she said about before earlier is being a young person and not feeling confident yeah if you get that confidence in i think it will take you like a long way in life but not over confidence or narcissism yeah i think that could be a very scary place to be as well so if you're on the extreme end where you feel like you are above and beyond everyone else i'm the prettiest i'm the best out there i'm the skinniest i'm the fittest i'm the healthiest i think that that's an issue as well Mm. And then to make some tweak. If you find that it's an issue for you, of course, if you live blindly in that way, that's fine as well. If you're happy. But if you find that those things apply to you, then also make certain tweaks to kind of come back down to earth. Yeah. Anything to add, Holly? Yeah, I think just, you know, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. When I look back, I'm like, I wish I just enjoyed those years. Yeah. Yeah. Live your best life. Yeah. Absolutely. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Holly. Thanks, Steph. Goodbye.